It's time to put on your sleuthing cap, feel nail-biting dread, and face heart-racing fear. This is Queer Writers of Crime, where you'll get book recommendations and hear interviews with LGBTQ authors of mystery, suspense, and thriller novels. Here's your host, Brad Shreve. Hello, Lori. As author guest, it was great to have you on last month, but now it's good to have you back as one of our regular book recommendation people, I guess that's the title you would call it. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much, Brad. I've got a new book for you. <laughs> you do. And and you know what? I think you told me, and I'm glad I don't remember because I do like it when I don't know. So uh, you give us the name or the author or both right at the same time here. Okay. Well, this is part of that sort of Nordic noir um, wave that's been hitting the world. And she is really, a, this is a really good author. So I had to pack my literary suitcase once again, and I ventured this time to Iceland. And a suspense novel called Snare. And the author's name is Lilia Sigurdardottir, the first in a trilogy that also includes Trap and Cage. And I'll tell you, the single word titles are perfect for these lean, taut novels. Uh, Lilia was born in Iceland in 1972 and was raised in Mexico. Sweden, Spain, and Iceland, where she currently lives with her female partner. In addition to being an award-winning playwright, she has become internationally renowned as an author whose works have been published in 14 countries. She began her career as a novelist with Steps in 2009. Snare was published in Iceland in 2015, and two years later, the book appeared in English. Uh, which was her debut for English-speaking readers. Its film rights were purchased by Palomar Pictures with production scheduled for this year. So we may have a movie pretty soon. Wow. Yeah. She has published nine novels altogether, two trilogies, and three standalone titles, but only five are currently available in English, with this other book coming out, Red as Blood, in October. Lilia has... Uh, several Icelandic crime fiction awards and has been long listed for a CWA international dagger. While you were talking, I pulled up her name. I want you to say her last name three times real fast. No. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think you did well. We'll we'll have it in the show notes. Didn't stumble too much. I'm calling her by her first name, which is a lot easier. All right. That's fine. Um, Snare takes place from November 2010 through February 2011 in Iceland. Uh, The reader is treated to fine atmospheric descriptions of the ice and snow, long hours of darkness, and the volcanic ash that often blows over the cities and towns. The main character, Sonia, is an attractive divorced woman who has lost primary custody of her beloved nine-year-old son, Tomas, to her powerful husband, Adam, after he discovered her in bed with a woman, Agla. He also took the house and left Sonia financially stranded. Out of desperation, when an acquaintance from her time with Adam called and offered legal help, she naively accepted The lawyer, Thorgir, suggested a way she could provide for herself and save enough money to sue for sole custody of her son. 
All she would need to do is make a few overseas trips and return to Iceland with cocaine, implying the amounts would be modest and the arrangement temporary. Thus, when we begin the novel, Sonia is already ensnared and has become a successful smuggler, very scrupulous and clever about disguising her operation, though she is constantly fearful of being caught at customs. Her anxiety drives much of the novel, but Sonia must also deal with a sadistic enforcer who threatens her sexually and then sends photos of himself near her son, saying he will harm the boy if she refuses to transport drugs. The kilo amounts are then substantially increased, and the trap grows even more treacherous. Ooh. Yeah. This sounds, that sounds exciting. And when you get with kids in there, I just... Yeah. I, I said before that, that it gives me the willies, and I, and I like that. Yeah. Uh, despite her marriage to Adam, Sonia considers herself lesbian, but her relationship with a hard-drinking Agla is fraught with instability. Agla often arrives on Sonia's doorstep in a drunken state, but the bigger issue seems to be Agla's unwillingness to accept her lesbianism. This is her first relationship. Her behavior towards Sonia is erratic, at times obsessively attracted, and then angry and rejecting. Agla is a high-level bank executive who works with Sonia's ex-husband, Adam. She is under investigation for market manipulation in the aftermath of the Icelandic financial crash. One of three participants in a fraudulent scheme that includes Adam, though Sonia is unaware of his involvement and also seems unfocused on the depth of her lover's criminal culpability. Agla's questioning and prosecution are parallel plot elements. Sprinkled throughout the book, which you'll like, are brief narratives by her son, Tomas. He reveals how much he loves his mother and wants to live with her. These pages highlight Sonia's caring and devotion and humanize how her predicament was created by the need to be with her son and to protect him. The fourth narrator is a senior customs inspector, Bragi, who is being pressured to retire. He dearly loves his wife, who unfortunately has dementia and is in a care facility. Without her at home, Bragi is bereft and lives for his work and his daily visits to his wife. He wants to bring her back to live with him, but can't afford to pay for a full-time aide. When Bragi notices Sonia's polished and strangely consistent behavior at the airport, he becomes suspicious that she might be a smuggler. The first chapter begins at a European airport security gate. Sonia has removed her belt and shoes and placed metal objects on the tray to avoid setting off the alarms and causing the screeners to do a body search. She nervously passes through the metal detector, smiles at the security staff, and takes her bag to the conveyor belt. She then walks as fast as the packet taped between her legs will allow. Let me let me stop. You're explaining that scene, and something tells me it is a lot more tense than it 
it's sounding right now. Yes. yes it sounds it sounds like you're very nervous. Yeah. Yes. And so are we when we're reading it. Um, <laughs> the author does a fine job describing Sonia's terror and the ensuing handoff of the drugs to the enforcer, which who frightens Sonia as much as the smuggling itself. Though I won't reveal any details, watch for the scene with the tiger. It's chilling. The scene with the tiger. Right. You're going to leave us with that. Yeah, well, not quite. <laughs> In response to some questions uh, I sent to the author, to Lilia, she very kindly provided some enlightening explanations. Quote, the inspiration for the storyline is partly based on Iceland's huge drug problem that is not much talked about. As we are on an island and have one international airport and one passenger ferry, it is an absolute riddle how the, this flow of drugs enters the country. So the smugglers obviously have to be very clever. The idea of Sonia the smuggler comes from my own experience of smuggling a salami to Iceland. <laughs> to be honest... I didn't know I was smuggling and that certain types of salamis, those with raw meat, were forbidden in Iceland. So I was shocked when a big man in uniform with a dog took my delicacy away. I was also fined, but this experience gave me the character of Sonia. Reminds me of uh, Lucy on I Love Lucy uh, smuggling the cheese out of Switzerland in a tuba. <laughs> For those that would still remember that episode. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. She also adds the, the, the customs office in Iceland has since made up by for taking her salami by helping her with all kinds of questions regarding possibilities for Sonia's smuggling, giving guided tours to her and giving her encouragement. She says they were absolutely lovely to me. I also asked her about the woman that is the lover of Sonia in the, in the novel, uh, Agla, and about her shame regarding being a lesbian, even during the period when the novel takes place. She replied, quote, gay people in Iceland have had full rights since 2010, and the general attitude towards LGBTQ people in Iceland is now very relaxed and open. But some of us of the older generation, she is 50, remember different times. It sometimes feels like a different planet we lived on back then. And the character of Agla is one of these people. She probably remembers old attitudes toward gay people, and she probably has ingested negative remarks regarding gays when she was a child. But she is also a ruthless business person a woman in a man's world that has had to sacrifice a lot to make it in the cutthroat banking world. So she regards her tender feelings for Sonia as a weakness, partly because they are same sex, but partly because she feels vulnerable with her. I also like to play with the contrast in her character that she feels shame about her feelings for Sonia, but not for the financial crimes she is committing. I thought this last point was rather interesting. Makes me want to reread the story. Okay, so unlike the previous uh, two writers I have reviewed for this podcast, Anne Holt and Val McDermott, 
Leela Sugrudar-Dottir takes a more linear approach to her novel with minimal backstory and little discursive padding so the reader doesn't need to keep flipping back several pages to recall what has happened. There are also fewer characters as compared to many suspense novels and therefore easier to remember. This structural simplicity gets us on board her thoroughbred tail, and takes us for a ride at a full gallop. To enhance the speed, the book is divided into very short chapters, usually one to three pages long, so the reader constantly thinks, oh, okay, one more chapter, and then, oh, well, maybe one more. <laughs> yeah. Lily is an accomplished storyteller, snare casts a web around Sonia, but also around the reader pulling ever more tightly so that we feel as trapped as she is. So this is a very engaging read and a satisfying sprint. I look forward to reading the other two titles in the trilogy, Trap and Cage, and all three are available in paperback, audio, and ebook formats, and I believe there is a single um, trilogy together as an ebook. So have fun with this one. Mm-hmm. 